ones. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Welcome back. Episode 125, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We love you. We welcome you back. Uh, we know that you're busy today, but we pray that you watch the episode and share the episode. And so we're going to be brief today. We know uh, a lot of people are cooking, got a lot of things going on. We know uh, Rabbi and First Lady Akota Lisa has a new baby in the house. Welcome the new baby. Hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's always uh, good for birth because there's so much uh, death going on around the land. And so uh, I was thinking about that and I was uh, reflecting. And so when you reflect, uh, what, what does that mean? Think about something deeply and carefully think about it. And so I'm going to give you a quick scripture. Uh, Proverbs 19 and 17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. So you're not giving to them, you're giving to the Lord. And he will reward them for what they have done. The Lord will reward you. And as I was reflecting, and there's a lot of things going on in the land, I was thinking about how um, some things that's being said. I was thinking about that Title 42 and how the, the people are at the border right now. And they're very cold right now. Um, they're, they're fighting to get over here. Biden wants them to get through. The Republicans are saying no, and they're just sitting there. I was just thinking about them, and, and I pray that Yahweh keeps them warm. I was thinking about that little girl who the postal man would come up, and she would see him and trust him and smile at him, only for him to steal her and murder her. I was thinking about, you know, reflect what, what went on in her little mind. I also saw this mother who uh, killed her baby and uh, the boyfriend and what was going on in that little, she was four years of age. And I was thinking about what was going on in that little girl's mind to have her parents, somebody she trusts and, and that boyfriend starve her. And then they said she went into seizures. So this wasn't a quick death for her. And what, what was going through her mind? It, it's tragic. I was thinking about how we keep getting on here every week talk, and telling you how Christmas is a pagan holiday for only all those people try to flock at the airport to see their loved ones when they could have seen them all year long and how they're trapped at the airports and they're cussing and they're frustrated right now. And they, they have all that money and gifts and things and they can't even find it in the luggage because Mother Nature came in and, and shut some things down. I I was reflecting and, and, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how I know um, my cousin's uh, baby's father, he just died and people are just falling dead. And I was thinking about like, what goes through their mind when they're sitting there and they're, they're taking their last breath and what, what, what do they be thinking about? Are they afraid or are they at peace and, and say, God, you know, I'm ready to go whenever you're ready to take me. And so I was just reflecting, thinking about that. And it's so many negative things when you when you turn on the news. And, and, I, and I was thinking about how they were telling us to bring the animals in because it's very cold. And this lady has this dog and cat and she put a um, she put them in a garage and she turned on a heating blanket to keep them warm instead of bringing them in the house and only cause her house a fire. I was I was reflecting and I was thinking about that. There's a lot of things to think about. I was just thinking about 
the goodness of the Lord and Yahweh, how he kept me and how there's a roof over my head and how he's given us <laughs> to love. And I was just thinking about how we would, we're so into ourselves that we say, if that person can come back, they would be here with us. But really they pity us because they're in paradise with the Lord. And there's no way that they would come back. That's just us and our flesh wanting all the time and, and being selfish. I was, I was thinking about it. I was just thinking about how the gold that we have and the little hairstyles that we get done and the assets that we retain, how we die, how we can't take any of that stuff with us and how the vultures will come in. And I'm not talking about animals. I'm talking about family members will come in and fight over those things sometimes. Not all family members, but I've experienced it and I was just thinking about it. When you reflect, you start thinking about things. This, I was just thinking about how, and I can just go on and on how the new year resolution people have is to get skinny so this man or woman, or they'll think they're more attractive, like like those fake Kardashians that have their photos photoshopped, that they don't have any cellulite on their body, which we know is a lie from hell, and that they get these Botox to get our lips and they get the uh, the tanning beds and the spray-ons to get our color and how people try to be like them and say, I'm going to look like a star or one of the Kardashians only from them to be empty inside. I was just thinking about that instead of just being healthy and loving yourself. Um, that scripture that I read say, whoever's kind to the poor. And I was thinking about how poor has nothing to do with your status because you can be poor in your spirit. Did you catch that? That you could be poor in your spirit. And God said, you lend to them, you lend to me. If you lend a Bible scripture, if you lend his word, if you lend his love and hide behind his cross, you give it to him, his people. It has nothing to do with poor. Yeah, there, there's some people who don't have any food or a roof over their head or at the border right now, but are you lending a spirit? Are you are you teaching them how to fish? Are you telling them that Yahweh and Yahshua are real? I was just reflecting and I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I'm over 50, so I'm going down, not up. I'm going down to go up to be with the Lord. And I was just, just thinking about how I got to get in some service to his people because that's all he wants from us. And that's what's required from us is the service of his word and the teachings of his word and to serve him in that contract agreement. I was just, I was just thinking about it. Easter trying to preach today, isn't she? Yeah, because sometimes it just becomes overwhelming of what's going on in the atmosphere, and you just have to sit back and reflect. And 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 I was thinking about how our new year has already started in the Hebrew Israelites, but everybody's gonna start on the 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 uh, January first. I was just thinking about it, and so. Um, I just pray that you're at peace. 
I pray that you're at peace with the weather. I pray that you're at peace with the ones who had left. I pray that you're at peace in your spirit with yourself. That's what that's what my prayer is for for you today. That's what my prayer is for everyone today. That there's a joy and a peace that Yahshua and Yahweh can give you that no man can give it or take it away. The mercy, the agape love, the peace, and the joy that he gives you. Can't nobody have that. Can't nobody have that. And I and if you don't have that. I pray that you receive it. And the only way to receive it is by knowing his words and giving him his word back because those are his promises to you. And you have to tell him his word and give it back to him. So I'm going to play, play a, a, a quick song as you let that marinate in your, in your spirit. It's really not for a discussion. It's just to reflect and think about where you come from and where you're going and what you've been through and how you're going to handle that these last uh, end of time that you have here on this earth. And so I'm going to play soon and very soon because soon and very soon we're going to see the king, right? Everybody has a day and a time and you can't get around it. And we're going to see the king. We do not own any rights to the music. There's no more crying there.
thank you, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to serve you. We thank you, Lord. We ask that you keep those people on the border warm, Father God. We ask that you let them come in, Lord. You said every nation, Lord, every nation for the four corners of the earth, Father God. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity that, that we are here, that we are living, that we are walking, we are able to serve you again. And for those who crossed over, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the angels that watch over us. We dispatch holy angels into these households, Father God. We ask that that absent seat, Lord, that you feel the presence of you feel the presence of your loved one for they are not gone they are still here they're just with the lord safe in his arms in the comforter arms we love you lord as we face east and we point to the cross we have nothing else to offer but our service lord we ask that you hide us behind the cross lord and that you use us and that we're able to serve your people that we're able to love your people that we're able to forgive your people and that we have mercy on one another we ask that you fill us with your spirit to have mercy for one another, Lord. We thank you for being here. We thank you when you said two or more gather, you'll be in the midst. We thank you for the ones that's listening right now and that's healing right now, Father to God. We thank you, Lord, that there's no confusion on the land. You've made it plain and clear who we are. We are the children of the Most High, Lord. There is no confusion about that. We ask that they stand for who they are. We ask that they move forward how they're supposed. We ask that they teach their fruit, their children. That is their obligation. We ask that they love their children and lead them and guide them and teach them. We thank you, Lord, for your divine intervention. We thank you, Lord, for your infinite understanding and wisdom. We thank you, Lord, for, for setting the table and always have it set for us because we are the ones who walked away. You never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you for Yahshua standing in the gap as he sits on the right-hand side of Yahweh. and He's advocating for us. He continues to pray for us. We thank you for the ones that are not here today that couldn't make it online, that you cover them and you watch over them and that you keep them. We thank you as people sit at their tables and they, and they eat and that they enjoy their gift for the Hanukkah and for the, the pagan holiday Christmas, Lord, that they love one another and they, they, they teach what it's really about. We thank you, Lord, that we don't lean on our own understanding, but in all ways we acknowledge you. We ask that you help the poor, not just the poor in, 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 in pockets, but the poor in heart and the poor in faith that someone will come into their life and lift up their spirit so they can say that, that God came through them to see about them because God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. We thank you for reflecting. We thank you for even uh, Joseph, who our parish shows about how he had to think and reflect after his brothers had put him in that hole and left him for dead. But he had to reflect on if he hadn't gone through that situation, he saved, he saved the Jews by being in his position from the famine. We have to think about how Esther was poor and she was an orphan and that she could have just said, forget this. I don't want to go back to being poor again. Forget all of them. But she reflects and she says, no, I won't leave my people behind. We thank you some for the sacrifices that's made in our generations that's made on the Atlantic slave trade. We thank you for the Native American 
bloods that 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 were shed and they're still avenging their generations. We thank you for the lamb. Worthy is the lamb as he prepares a special place. And Yahshua Yahweh name, amen. We thank you all for joining. Um, we're going to go into our parasha. Uh, Genesis 41 through 44 up to the 17th verse was the parasha. Our new parasha is Genesis 44 through 47 up to the 27th verse. Chapter Genesis chapter 44 through 47 up to the 27th verse is our new parasha. We thank you, uh, Rabbi Al-Shalom and our lovely First Lady, Akota Lisa, for being faithful, coming on and teaching. We thank you, Minister Griff, for logging on. I know you're out of town, and we just thank you all for being on here, and that we pray that we encourage you and lift you up. We love you. Amen. Rabbi Al-Shalom Ben Yaakov, you can take it over. All right. Well, shalom, everyone. Uh, Shabbat shalom. And we're here once again in one of the high seasons. I hope y'all can hear me. Yes, we can. Clear enough, but um, I, I don't. I won't be long today. Um, this is the holiday a holiday season for us that are Israelite or that are Hebrews or Jews. It is Hanukkah, okay, the festival of lights. But for those that don't know about or just refuse to accept it or don't want to accept it for some whatever reason, uh, this is the Christmas season. And if that's what you do, then that's what you do, right? You, it's, you know, and I've heard them say that they, it's about the lights. Yeah, it is about the lights. It's about the feast of lights, okay? And rededicating our lives to the Lord at this season. But also, there's another day, or another, uh, uh, Hajj or festival that is, and that is called Kwanzaa. And I might have thrown y'all way out there on this Kwanzaa thing, right? Because it starts at the same time as Christmas, right? And it goes until the end of the year. And it's an African thing. Uh, the thing about Kwanzaa is that it was an African-American that came up with it. Not an African from Africa, but an African-American, uh, if I'm correct. If I'm, if I'm wrong, then somebody correct me. But, but from what I have heard and read, it was someone from, again, from an African-American and it started about the 70s in the you know early 70s but kwanzaa and it's all about us right it's all about us so just think about it this season and, and whatever you have chosen to do remember if you're not worshiping the creator of heaven and earth if you're not obeying the commandments then you don't know what you're missing you just don't know what you miss. All right. So uh, I, I thank uh, Easter for inviting us continually on, on the platform. And then we're graciously here as often as we can be and as long as we can be. But And I was listening to her when she was speaking earlier about reflecting, uh, you know, and I've been doing some reflecting, actually. I've been doing some, this for a while. When you get close to that 70 mark, right? And if I trip forward, I'm over 70, right? If I just trip, if I'm walking too fast and trip, I hit that 70 mark. 
that's that is you know that is a a a I don't know a, a life place three score and ten is promised that's 70 years is promised and by reason of strength 80 years four score or 80 years so I start reflecting on that, you know, and, I, and there's so many people. And, and again, Uncle Easter said there's so many people that have left this life. And we talk about um, Minister Michael. He's been going to a lot of funerals lately. People are leaving, right? And you have to, when I was working in corporate America, I took this course. And in the course, we had to write a paper. Uh, it was a, a management course. And, and we had to, say what do you want your tombstone to say about you when you leave and so again that will make you contemplate and think and 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 you know meditate on some things and i was doing that i said you know one of the things i said early on in life is that i would never retire but instead of retiring i oh i would leave corporate america don't get me wrong i retired from corporate america but I would not retire from ministry. And I say that once I left corporate America, I would do missionary type work. You know, so mission missionary means you're helping people that don't have what you have, basically. Or it may be somebody that's, as you said, it may not be money, but you may be you're missing in spiritual things or life experiences. And, you know, you just might be deprived uh, morally right so missionary work entails a, a lot of things and so i said that's what i want to do and i you know i told the lord said, you know if you let me take care of my family you know and i was in ministry the whole time you know I, I, i'll do that and and i'm at that point right and you know one of the commandments don't come don't speak to the lord in false oath and let your oath stand so you know what i'm bound i i have to do it you know, and so, you know, I could, whether it be uh, monetarily or speaking the word or teaching the word or preaching the word, uh, counseling people, consoling people, that's the work that I will do, you know. Um, and I meditate on it and think about that and reflect on those things, those thoughts. I said, you know, I've got, I've got about, oh, he said in the psalm, I know one that he would give me, he would satisfy me with long life. I said, so if he's gonna give me long life, that means I'm a, I'm like, like uh uh my brother says, Minister Jerry says, 120 years. I'm gonna be a, I got until 120 years. I said, I got, I'm only halfway, well, I'm a little bit more than halfway there. So I better give it all. <laughs> I better give it my all for these years that I have left. So I, I reflect on those things and, and how I can help other people. And you know, when you set your heart to do something, the Father is always there with you to help you along the way. And he puts people in your path to help you along the way. Sometimes there are adversaries that come and get in the path to try to steer you off your path, the direction that you know, the, you've been chosen. Amen. But we have to stay the course. We have to have our, our eyes fixed as if we're going to, to Jerusalem. What that means is be determined to reach the goal. See? And, and it's, a, it's a long, it's a long race. It's a marathon. You've got to just 
you know, stay the course. And that's what I'm determined to do, to stay the course. It may not, you know, it may not be what people think I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing, but it's what the father has me doing. And 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 I and I believe that this program, which allows me to speak to people that are searching for the Father, searching for the right way, searching for the Lord, it allows me to be able to to reach them and and, and say, look, forget about the foolishness. Because people will run you crazy and have you run all kinds of stuff. But look at what the word says and do what it says. The simplicity of the word. And that's all I want you to know and understand is that following the Father is a very simple thing if you will allow it to be. And if you look at the light, he gave us an example in Abraham Avino, a blessed memory. And how was that? He he was a, a person. And I called Easter, you, you touched on this. A man of, he gave charity. He had fields. He didn't, and his gates were always open for the strangers and for the poor to go in and get food all the time. He sat at the door of his tent and he greeted people and he bowed to people. He didn't just do it to the angels. He did it to everybody. That was his way of life. His family, he taught his family the same way, you see? And so that's, the way I want to be. And that's what I want to teach people. You know, all the religious stuff that people tell us, it means nothing. If you, if your heart is, it says it right, you know, though I speak with the tongue of angels, you know, have all gifts of prophecy and have not love. That's what it's all about. You got to have love. Whatever you do, let it be motivated by love. And that's what I want my teaching my ministering to be, my life to be. It's about love. Now, love, I may not seem kind and I may be rough at times, but that doesn't mean it's not love. See, love is what I show you. I take responsibility for my actions and how I treat you. No matter how you treat me, it's how I treat you, you see. So if my enemy is in trouble, I'm going to help my enemy. That's love. Loving your fellow men. Loving, as it says, again, it says it so wonderfully, and it says, you know, love your enemy. What good do you do to love the one that loves you back? But love your enemy. Mm-hmm. See, I can I can do that and being a, a rabbi, right? I can do that because I can go between the Brihadashah or the New Testament, a renewed covenant, and the, uh, the Torah or the Tanakh. I can go back and forth because they are one. If we understand them they're one you see and so um think about that <clears throat> reflect on your life reflect on what you want to do and what you desire to do and set your eyes as if fix your eyes and your focus on attain and doing that i know a lot of my friends when i i take that back some of my friends in ministry, out of ministry, and the people that you know think that power, prestige, and popularity is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But it's the one, oftentimes, that you don't know about that's actually the one beneath your wings. Somebody is holding you up, and they're not searching popularity, power, and, and prestige. 
in ministry, the pastor may have the, the eloquence of speech, but it's those people that are working with that pastor or that shepherd that's actually making things happen. He might give directions, but normally it's the people that do it. Because, you know, if he tries to do it all by himself, he's not going to last very long. You get a good, give it a few good years, and then it's going to start to wear him out, that gunslinger, you know, and, and people are going to suffer. You know, back in the day, we started doing these sales because, you know, as your ministry grows, you want to break it down and get 10 people in that sale, and you go to another sale so that people could be touched. And other sale groups, y'all heard about them, sale groups, right? Uh, Young Icho out of Korea, uh, you know, and the purpose of that was, again, so that everybody could be ministered to. And from each sale group, you grow other sales. That's so you can touch people. I'm talking about a whole lot of things right now, but <laughs> I, 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 somebody out there needed to hear that. Somebody's going into ministry that needed to understand that. Somebody's trying to grow their ministry and want to know how they can touch the people. Well, that's your answer right there. Yeshua had 12 disciples. And he was able to touch his disciples. His disciples went out and gained other people. And they were able to touch their people. That's the sale ministry. That's what you want. You want to be able to touch the people because there are so many people in ministry that are not touched. They're not being touched because there's 20,000 people in the congregation trying to touch the one man. No. Captains of tens, hundreds, and thousands. You got to be able to touch those people. Everybody needs to be ministered to. Even the minister needs to be ministered to. He has to have a group of people around him to counsel him on the way. Let me stop that because I'm going to, I'm getting into this. <laughs> but this is important. You know, it's important. Again, somebody evidently needed that. You know, you're starting a business or whatever you needed it. But let's get into this parish, all because I, I, I want to get it, you know, I want to get you all free so you can go out and, and some of you, again, some of you are still cooking and and you're getting your families together for the holiday season. It's cold outside. It's twenty. It's uh, 32 degrees outside right now. Earlier, it was 21 degrees. So we warmed up a little bit. And uh, but this pair, this pair, Sean, this week um, is it's the continuing story of Yosef. And there are some things about this parish all that that are really outstanding and one of the things you have to understand about when I'm teaching the scripture I try to see how it has affected us or how it and influences us and how you know it 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 parallels our life and our circumstances well this young man Joseph and in the King James version it doesn't give all the information right but if you have the Sefer, here I go again, selling that Sefer. You have the Sefer and you have the book of Yasher. You need to, you need to study that. Oh my good, about chapter 44. You start getting into Joseph and 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 uh you know and the and the, and the sons of, of Jacob and, and you know and, and Isaac is still on the scene in some some parts of it. But Joseph in this parish, he's he's imprisoned. In this parashah, he's imprisoned uh, in Pharaoh's uh, in Egypt. And 
The reason he's he's there is because of the wife lied on him. She liked him. She wanted him. He didn't want anything to do with her. He had integrity because he had a good upbringing. Uh, and also there was some spiritual things going on in his life that he he knew things that, you know, uh, that Jacob had, had taught him and you know, him being Joseph's, uh, Joseph being Jacob's favorite, you know, with that coat of many colors. Well, he had integrity and she lied on him. And the thing about it, that was kind of a trial. And it was found out in the trial that she lied because they, you know, in the trial, the 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 court, the the counselor said, bring the robe in. And if it's torn from if it, if it's torn from the front, that means that she did it. She was in the wrong. And guess what? It proved that Joseph was telling the truth, but they still put him in prison. He was innocent. But in order for her not to lose faith, they still put him in prison. He stayed in prison of 12 years, total about 12 years, according to the book of Joshua. He spent 12 years in prison based on a lie. Think about that. How many African-Americans, Africans in America were killed behind a lie from a woman? Like Mississippi burning, I think of. Yeah, a lie from a woman. Mm -hmm. Can you see the parallel? Also, Emmett Till. And, and Till, Emmett Till, that's another one. He's, you know, he was he's a young boy, right? So, you know, if you want to know who you are, look at the scripture. That's why you need to study the scripture. It tells you, it, it's, a, it's a repeat. It's not just about one individual, but it's about a people. So the things that happen in the scripture are going to happen to the individual and the people. And it's going to repeat. So this Joseph is showing us that our young men are going to be lied on, imprisoned, and killed because of lies of women. Have you ever, again, have you, have you seen that? You know? Yes. Yes. So he stays in prison all this time because of the lie. And she was still going after him while he was in prison. Mm, mm, mm. Now think about this. During save, slavery, y'all saw the movie Roots and it talked about the Mandingo and how the, you know, the woman, the slave owner, the wife, the woman was sleeping with, you know, the Mandingo wouldn't leave him alone. He's still in prison. She still want to get him. You know, that happened. That's true. And it didn't start at the translated slave trade here in the United States. It started as we're reading about Joseph to let us know who we are. These are little things that let you know who we are as a people. Another thing about this, and I'm not going to stay long either, because I want you to get this. This is a, this is, and 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 actually, Minister Daniel, Moray Daniel. And Morad Daniel on last week talked about this a little bit. And this was the lineage of the children of Israel, or should I say, of Jacob, the 12 tribes who they married. Even Simeon, who married Dina, his own sister, half-sister, I guess. And then he had other wives besides that. 
But when you look at who they marry, they marry Moabites, they marry Canaanites, and these are children of Ham. These were a dark people, and they married them. All of them were marrying them. Now, some of them, a couple of them went up and married, um, uh, up well, well, where um, Isaac went, and and where Jacob, Jacob went and get their wives up there, you know, but they were still the same people. But what we're showing is that the sons married Canaanites, dark-complected people. And so the lineage, they're telling you who you are. There was a time in the scripture when we did Book of Maccabees, where they went in and they found the scrolls and they destroyed the scrolls so that people wouldn't have a way of knowing who they are and how to worship the Father and how to keep the commandments. That is the same thing they did. Again, we're looking at another parallel. I hope you're getting this. I, I, this is very simple things that you can see in the scripture, but you have to be spiritually in tune because this word is spirit. So it's showing you what happens through the scripture and how it affects us. So they're marrying these people and they're hiding the books and destroying books. And for us, it was under the death penalty. If you learn to read or, you know, tried to learn to read, they would kill you because in the scripture, it shows you who you are. And, and the whole thing was, we were not to know who we are. We were never supposed to find out. We were supposed to be in slavery perpetually in this country. But the father would not have it so. You see. So some of the people, some of the white people, did teach us to read, helped us to learn to read. And when one of us learned to read, many of us learned to read because we were behind closed door, we would learn to read. And one of the weapons they used against us was they would have the ministers oftentimes learn to read the Bible. And when they preached to the congregations of the slaves, the master had to be there or have someone an overseer there to make sure they preached, obey your masters, slaves obey your masters. You see? And the commandment says, do not create an image of anything in the heavens above the earth below or the waters beneath to bow down and worship. So what the slave masters did was they created this image of Jesus. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And the preachers, the slave preachers, put that image up there. This is your God. That's what they were saying. We love Jesus. He is God. Jesus is God. The picture you see is blonde hair, blue eyes. But Joseph and the children of Israel married dark people. Last week we did, on Tuesday we did a class and it said that one of the books that we were, there was a book that we were supposed to read, that we, well, it was suggested that we read 
called when did the Jews become white? That's a good question, isn't it? How and when did they become white? When did Jesus become white? He became white when it was to the advantage of the slave masters to put him before us and then say that he is God. And you can ask 90% of the Christians, is Jesus God? And they will say yes. And what did he look like? The picture, if you look on Facebook, and many people that have come on there, and I got relatives do it, put a picture, blonde hair, blue eyes, Jesus up there and said he is God. That is the conditioning that we have had and that we've endured in this country. One of my goals is to destroy that yoke. And it is the anointing that will destroy that yoke of bondage. Take, we're not supposed to bow to any image. We're not supposed to bow to any man as God. Now, I know I make some people angry. People say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Prove me wrong. You, if you study the scripture, it's going to show you the truth. See, see, Joseph knew the truth. And there was nothing that anyone could do to take him off that truth. You must know the truth. Because it's that truth that will make you free. There was something about Joseph that what you don't see in the, in the, in the King James Version, when Joseph came out of prison to interpret the dream of the Pharaoh, I know I'm, I'm doing this perfect, but you should have studied this already. <laughs> I know if you don't have the book of Joshua, you can't get this, so I'm going to point this to you. When Joseph this is probably being chapter 49 in the book of Jasher. Joseph was going to go before the uh, Pharaoh and the Pharaoh was going to elevate him. Put it in, the Pharaoh was going to elevate him. And one of the customs was, or one of the law, now it was a law in Egypt, is that no man could reign over the Egyptians unless he spoke 70 languages. 70 languages, he had better speak Joseph, and they said this Hebrew that you have only speaks Hebrew. Actually, what it would have been said, what it would have been correctly said, he spoke Judean. Right? But he spoke Hebrew. 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 Because he's Hebrew, he spoke Hebrew. He, he is Hebrew, he spoke Hebrew in there, and I, that's the only language he spoke. All right? So that night when Joseph was asleep, and you understand, remember I said if you have your face fixed on a, on a direction and the Lord is there in your life, when Joseph's face was fixed in a direction, he already had the dream that he was going to reign over the world, right? He was going to have power over his, over his family. So Joseph goes to sleep that night, and he has a dream. And an angel comes and wakes him up, stands him on his feet. And teaches him overnight, that night, 70 languages. They call that speaking in tongues. Joseph received the gifts of tongues that night. Think about that. 
Now he spoke 70 languages. In the morning when he went before the Pharaoh, he spoke 70 languages. That's how he got his elevation. That was the binding time, along with another prophecy that uh, a prophecy they gave to the Pharaoh or word of knowledge. I put it, there. it was a word of knowledge he gave to Pharaoh that he was going to have a son. His wife was pregnant. She was going to have a baby. But when she when she had this baby, her his other baby was going to his other son was going to die, and that came to pass. That was the binding time. That you know you know these things were sealing it because every word that Joseph said, it stood up, and again. Now he's speaking in tongues. See, you you know, when the father gives you something, and remember, he doesn't change. So when you're tarrying, again, many of you who tarry for the Holy Ghost, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in tongues, when the father gives you a language, it is a language. It's not Babel. Scripture shows you that. It is a language. You are speaking one of the languages. Of course, then it was the 70 language. And then, you know, when, when they gave the commandments, they, they translated into 70 different languages. This is important. Go ahead, brother. You have a question. Yeah, quick question, Rabbi. Yes. I think we might have lost you. Minister Griff, we can't hear you. Oh, go ahead, Rabbi. I, I okay. think you're having some sound okay. issues. Can you yeah, hear me now? Maybe so. Oh, I heard you then. Hear you now. Okay. Uh, there's some accounts from early uh, American evangelists that as they started to like go across the seas and evangelize, things like that, that um, they would go in places where they couldn't speak the language. Um, but the Holy Ghost would come upon them and they would start speaking in the native language of the land. Have you ever heard of that? Is that biblical? Like, yes. for example, they would be in China and no one could speak Chinese, but they would just start preaching and it would translate into Chinese or they'd be in Russian and translate into Russian. Uh, have you heard of that? Is that biblical? Was my question. I've heard it. I've heard it. And that makes sense. Remember, when the Father gives you, it's, it's not for yourself, it's for other people, right? Because they have to get the truth or they have to get the word. And so, yes, uh, I've heard that, uh, testimonies of that. I haven't done it. I've spoken in tongues, you know, and I, I believe it was Hebrew that I spoke, but uh, when I received and and you know i've heard it but the language he gives you a language um that can be understood and the reason why it says don't speak in another language unless there's an interpreter there and right. the reason is because you're speaking one of the languages of men right we have been told that is just a Bible that you, uh, your, your heavenly language. That is not true. Okay, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but I have to tell the truth. Just like Joseph had to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth. When he gives you a language, it is a language that someone can understand. Right, and interpret. All right, somebody can do it. 
It's just like, to me, it's just like the oil during Hanukkah, when they said the oil lasted for eight days. But the scripture doesn't say that. But it's been taken Propagated. as truth. But the mm -hmm. scripture doesn't say that. It says that they lighted the candles and, you know, it talks about the dedication of the altar after tore the other one down. And it talks about how they defeated the enemy and cleansed the temple. Doesn't talk about enough oil for one day. So we have to be careful when people tell us things and we have to prove it by the scripture. You don't prove it by the scripture. You don't, you don't prove it by what people say. You try the spirit by the word. Does it measure up with the word? And there is truth in the word, enough truth in the word to show us and give us concrete evidence. And it's in the scripture. Even though the, the enemy tried to hide it from us, it's there if we search for it. It's there. Your answer is there. So people try to say, well, with a stammering lip and another tongue, he was, yes, is yes, but it is a language. Lingua franco, well, you know, it's a language. And it, when it's necessary, see, it was, it was needful for Joseph to speak these languages. And that's why the angel came and did that. And this is, comes out of our advanced class when we're studying how to achieve prophecy, the level of prophecy, how to, to walk in the spirit. We teach about these things that is not for yourself unless you're in trouble or in dire need. Then things, but normally it's for someone else to reach and to touch someone else or to accomplish something in the kingdom realm and make it manifest in the earthly realm. It's not for selfish purposes. The purpose of Joseph receiving the seven languages was not for him, per se, but it's for the save his family and to save the Israelites who were going to come there to fulfill the prophecy. It was to fulfill the word of prophecy that was spoken over Joseph and over Jacob. Because remember, the promise was that they would, they would touch all nations, that they would go into Egypt and be in, enslaved that they would come out of it, that hard bondage, which happened. It wasn't 400 years, 200 right. some years or 185 years. They came out. That was a signified that the 400 years hadn't happened yet, but they did go into Egypt. They did go into bondage and they were delivered just as we went into in the bondage and we stayed in, and now we're about to be delivered. You know what I said? We're about to be delivered. We're not delivered yet because we're still in the land. Parallel. Parallel. We didn't come here by choice. They went into Egypt by choice. Joseph went in. He didn't go in by choice. We, he, was, he was actually showing what was going to happen to us because our brothers sold us into slavery. Just as his brother sold him into slavery. Do you see the parallel? I know I'm touching on a lot of things, but there's a lot of information that you need to get. And, and what I want to do is spark your interest to make you go and study it. Study the scripture. Go back and study the, the this, this Old Testament book of Genesis, the beginning of how things were started. This book of Genesis shows you the formation of, of the children of Israel and shows you 
why you are where you are today and why we go through the things we go through today. The book of Genesis, the book of beginnings shows you who you are. I'm not going to go in, in further into this study today because I want us to, you know, it's the holiday, again, it's the holiday season and, and uh, I want you to do it, but I'm going to admonish you. You have the King James Version. Read about the lives of those sons and how they had, you know, Benjamin had, was 10 years old. Uh, again, Moray and Morah spoke, David spoke of this last week. Daniel spoke of this last week. 10 years old and he had a wife. and had children. More than one wife. Benjamin. 10 years old when he first got married. See, how many of our children have gotten, <laughs> had babies, babies having babies? Babies having babies. You know, so again, there's a lot of information there that, that has been withheld from you. We are here. We want to let our light shine. We want you to see that you are and always have been in the scripture. You were created to do great things in the earth as Abraham's children. We have enriched the world without a reward. without payment. You know that Jacob, <laughs> Esau took everything that Jacob had. What happened to us? Edom took everything that we had. Everything. Everything. But that's not the end of the story. See, that's not the end of the story. That's just to let you know who you are on this waypoint. That's one of the waypoints to let you know. He's showing you, he's, lowering, he, he, he's laid down these breadcrumbs to lead us back to Israel. And a lot of us are kicking the breadcrumbs and, and throwing them out of the way and letting the birds get the breadcrumbs. And we're trying to say, look, these are yours. You know the story of Hansel and Gretel. That's about you, <laughs> whether you know it or not. Hands and brothers about you, the breadcrumbs. You got the breadcrumbs, and then somebody come and eat your breadcrumbs up. What are they doing? They were taking the, 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 Torah, the Torah scrolls away from you so you wouldn't know the way home. They told you you don't need the Old Testament. You just need the New Testament because the New Testament doesn't give you the, the, the doesn't show you the breadcrumbs, who you are. You need to go back and get the breadcrumbs that they tried, that the, they sent them birds to try to get. They came and tried to move them off the path. The Torah is here for you. Come back to the Torah. Don't get rid of the Brit Hadashah. Don't get rid of the, the New Testament. You need that. You need that. It helps you learn how to walk in spiritually. The Torah. But you got to have a foundation to stand on in order to operate in the spiritual realm of the New Testament or the renewed covenant. You need them both. You need them both. Can't discard either of them. And you need Yeshua HaMashiach Ben Nadvi. You need the Mashiach because he's coming. You need him. So you don't discard it. Right? You got to hold it all together. 
when we say the Shema, it says one. Our God is one. His Torah is one. His His Torah scrolls are one. They 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 point to one. Everything that happens is for the one, and He is the one. You can't separate it. You can't break it. He's one. He's one. So so that's what you know. The desire is for you come back, get on the path, fix your face, study, look at Joseph. See the parallel between you and Joseph. Look at his integrity and say, you can have that same integrity. Every day, he went to sleep and he woke up knowing 70 language. You can go to sleep, wake up, knowing the Torah. You can know your way, you know who you are, know your path, get on the path. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking with evidence of speaking in tongues, if that's what you desire. Flow in the spirit. These are all wonderful things that we have. It's not either or, it's all of it. It's all of it. It's not either or, it's all of it. It all ties together and it makes us echad. We're in Yeshua, Yeshua in the Father, so that we may be one. Not two, but one. Perfect unity, perfect unity. So I'm going to stop right there because it's a holiday again. It's the holiday, Hanukkah, Christmas, and uh, Kwanzaa. You know, if, if you're doing the Christmas, that's, you know, that's your thing. If you're doing Kwanzaa, that's your thing. If you're doing Hanukkah, that's your thing. All right? Just enjoy your time with your family. Right? <laughs> Reflect. I got, I got my candles up, we're up yeah. to the, uh, right. you just got the so, one day left. Tomorrow is the last day. Yeah, don't let anybody judge you in what you're doing. You just do it and make sure you have uh, in your faith that you're doing the right thing. Have faith that you're doing the right thing. The Father will help you. He was that's why he sent the Ruach Hakodesh to help you along the way. So enjoy your family. Enjoy your family and friends and, and go out and feed the hungry and you know, give a dollar to a nickel or don't give a nickel or damn. Give him some folding money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some folded money some bands. You know? give, give away some bands no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah gallon of milk is five dollars i believe what five eggs are five and six dollars for a dozen eggs yeah you, you can't give them no chain if you give them change give them a whole handful of chain quarters you know uh -huh. well thank you rabbi offshore anyone have any questions anyone have any questions uh, before we close out, he gave us, like I said, he, he's taking us again behind that curtain. Uh, Yasha, you have access to this. We keep telling you, go to Sephora. You can just buy the book of, of Jasher. Um, I didn't know about the 70 languages. So that encourages me. I need to study more too. I didn't, I didn't know about and then Benjamin was married at, at 10. So I have some reading to do myself. And so those are the things the important things that you need to be saying instead of saying, oh, I'm going to lose some weight next year. I'm going to tell you, if that person don't like you the way you are, they're not going to like you when you lose 10 or 20 pounds because they're not the one for you. It's about your spirit. It's just, it's your spirit. And if you're not connected in the spirit with somebody, then you can forget it. It's, it's going to be one-sided. And that's not to down anybody. It's to encourage you. Because a lot of times in holidays, people are depressed. I don't have a, a husband this year. I don't have a mate this year. I don't have a partner this year. Well, it's a season for everything. It's the energy that you're putting out. If you're insecure, you're always down on yourself, then 
you don't feel like you're worthy. It, it, you're going to keep the same old thing. I know because I used to do it. Like a dog chasing their, ch their tail. Keep getting the same type of person until you just give it over to Yahweh. Okay? And then when you least expect it, our daddy is full of gifts. He's full of surprises he has for you. Okay? And so uh, any questions before we close out? I was going to say real quick, Rabbi, it's uh, amazing how many parallels can be drawn. I didn't even think about the fact of like um, how Joseph didn't come by choice, you know, in the same way that we didn't come by choice. Uh, there's so many breadcrumbs that I've found, and but it's just like endless. The amount of breadcrumbs you find and the amount of parallels you see are just endless uh, to see what leads you back to the children of Israel. And so uh, that was illuminating today. just want to say thank you. Um, you know, I put that, put some of those thoughts down on my uh on my big sheet there is as I can uh, study further and dig in a little more. Uh, so I just wanted to thank you for that and say, it's just amazing how many parallels there are. Yeah, we're taught, we're taught to see some parallels between Yeshua, but they don't tell us that, that we are, we are in Yeshua. So things that happen to him and the parallels, you can see yourself in those parallels and they're, and they're true. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like, just like with that cup, how he put that, planted that cup on them. And you think about people, sometimes they'll give you things just to keep a connection with you. Mm -hmm. so they can yeah. say, I did that for you. Or they can keep calling you. It's, yeah. it's never about them just giving out their heart sometimes. Sometimes they're, they they do little things. Yeah. Read those, you'd be thinking like, hmm, who, who didn't gave me a, a cup before <laughs> just to keep a doorway open or, or, or keep a little connection? They don't really want it back. It's just to yeah. keep that conversation going. Yeah. We do that in ministry. When the people come and visit you at the church, remember, you got you got this package to give people. Don't let them go away empty-handed. Give them something. You, you got to give them something. That's where it comes from, right? Mm -hmm. And so there, 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 there's so, so many things there. And that's why I said, you know, and we, and when I was, uh, not to prolong, because I know everybody got the hall, when I was reflecting about different things, I was reflecting on how sometimes you've given somebody your all and your very best, and you couldn't see in the time that you was being used. That like that person wasn't studying you. They they mm. didn't, they were they were stomping on your pearls, really. Yeah. And so then when you come out of it, when you think when you think back and you have the person you're supposed to have. And they adore you and cherish you and do what they're supposed to do. You like, oh, how did I tolerate and put up with that? That person. And so those are, those, you're evolving. And then don't be the person who we're sitting here and we're telling you who you are, that you get to be 70 or 80 years old and say, hey, that that Easter and Rabbi Alshalom and Griff and Dakota Lisa, they knew what they were talking about. Don't let the awakening happen that that late in your life is what I'm trying to say. Start right now digesting and reflecting now and meditating on the things of the Lord of the Spirit because God will reveal himself to you just like he revealed himself to us that you can't even go back to some of that foolishness, that you can't even, some men won't even talk to you because they already know your anointing is there and I, I, I better not bother with her. And they'll say something dumb like, oh, I can tell you well kept. Or you you might have a little money. I, I better leave you alone. No, you can see the anointing, bro. Let's keep it real. Yeah, don't come over here with that foolishness. They won't, some of the stuff you won't even have to put up with anymore. 
some of those those hateful people in, in, in places you go to, they're not going to rise up on you and talk to you any kind of way because they can see the royalty all over you. And th- I can look some people in the eye and they already know, don't come over here with that. Yeah, You better come correct when you come over here. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's not to be a bully. It's just to know who you are. It's to know the anointing you've had and to know that people can't handle you or treat you any kind of way. And sometimes you'll let people use you. You'll know it just to see how far they go. Because God said you went into him. I read the scripture out of Proverbs. You're not giving to them. You're giving to the Lord. He gives you your re- your rewards and your accolades and your status. Anywho, I, I pray that you've re- gotten something out of this. Thank you, Rabbi Afshalom, for your teachings. We love you. We pray that you all have a happy Hanukkah. Uh, Minister Griff, if you able to uh, pray and close us out, please. Father God, we come to you with humble hearts. Just thank you for another day, another chance to praise your name and do your will. We ask as we go into this holiday season that you just allow everyone to have uh, traveling graces wherever they go to and fro. We ask that you just continue to empower us by your spirit and boldness with your spirit. Help us to just be molded to you day by day for you are the potter and we are the clay. So we ask that we be transformed into your image. Help us to just see your light and to just walk day by day, moment by moment, by you, with you and for you. Be a lamp unto our feet, Father, for we don't know always the path to go, but we know that you will be a lamp unto our feet and help illuminate the way for us. We just thank you for this festival of lights, for our chance to rededicate ourselves to you, to come back to the ideas of the Maccabees and to go back to the temple, Father, and just give your name the highest honor, praise, and glory. We just thank you so much for all of the wonderful blessings you have poured out in this uh, Gregorian year, going into this Gregorian new year. We just thank you for the blessing that you'll continue to, pr- to prepare for us as we move forward. We thank you for Rabbi and for the teachings that we're able to receive. We ask that we not only be hearers, but also doers of the word, that the word just doesn't uh, just come in one ear and out the other, but that it resonates within us. Father, let it resonate within us and allow us to take action upon it. We thank you for our host, uh, Sister Easter, for just being faithful and coming on here every single week. Rain, sleet, or hail, cold weather in Houston doesn't matter. She's here, and we just thank you for that and allowing us to receive this word and allowing us to be able to apply it to our own lives. We ask that we have opportunities this week, over this week, wherever we are, to apply the word and to be able to be ministers unto somebody, Father. If we know that there's so many people that need you, that need your grace, that need your word, that need your spirit. So we ask that we have the opportunity to come to you and to just bring that worth. We know that we are the only Sefer. We are the only Torah. We are the only Bible that some people will ever read. And so we ask that we're able to deliver that word properly through word, through action, through deed, through whatever it is you'll have us do it. I pray for anybody that's going through a dark time this season, for we know that the holiday season can be a dark season, that you just lift up their spirit and show them the light. Father, show them it's not about the gifts. It's not about anything more than just having our eyes fixed on you, on family, on relationship, and just allow us to continue to go deeper in relationship. Allow us to continue to just, uh, whoever it may be, to just provide a sense of relationship to all those around us, just that we may have more communion, Father, more fellowship, come closer to your name and your will. We ask all these things in your son, Yeshua's name. We pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that beautiful prayer, uh, Minister Griff. We thank you all for tuning in. Um, we pray that whether whatever you're celebrating, that you be a light, that you be a light, and the light is love, that you love, because tomorrow's not promised. 
to anybody. And we ask that you reflect not upon other people, but you reflect upon yourself to better yourself. We'll see you next Saturday. We love you. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. shalom.